0: Hey guys, welcome back to Pretentious Pundits and we're back with another episode and I'm sure you're all very surprised to see whose name has popped up in your notifications or you don't care, fair enough. But uh, yeah, this is our first upload in six months, we've practically missed an entire season of football and yeah. uh, we have zero excuses. But I guess we were just uh, busy with work now that we've graduated and today I'm joined by Shashik, and... Uh, Hello, everyone. As you all know, the Liverpool versus Real Madrid UCL finals is today and we wanted to cover almost everything from a Liverpool perspective before that happened. Unfortunately, we did not have enough time to find other people so that we could also put in a neutral perspective. So I apologize. but uh... That's
1: why the title for this uh, video is going to be called, this video or audio or whatever it is, it's going to be
0: called The Cop Talk. Cop, okay. Just keep plugging another podcast in our original podcast. Done. That's how it's done. So anyways, guys, our first talking point of today's episode is going to be Liverpool's season so far. And Shash, I would just like to uh, put across the statement that I read on the internet. Now, obviously, I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember what it said. But uh, so some fan tweeted this out after uh, before Liverpool's uh, last Premier League game saying we've gone from within like the last five years. We've gone from a club that was aspiring to finish in the top four in, to be disappointed in not finish like you know, not winning a quadruple.
1: And I the think, levels uh,
0: that have changed at this club.
1: Yeah, I think insane. the statement, honestly, I think it speaks for itself because uh, the job that uh, Klopp has done since he's come to Liverpool has been absolutely tremendous. And uh, I still, I, I remember. Uh, what comes to my mind is when Rogers got sacked. Uh, I remember Thierry Henry's face. Yeah. You know that's my face every time we uh, when we used to play any opponent when Brendan Rogers was manager. I'm not saying he's a bad manager, but you could see the lack of uh, desire in the club to win anything from what the club was in its history. And when Klopp came, he just changed everything. He's changed what the club stands for. He's changed like now. Rightfully said by that statement that I honestly thought that we're going to win the quadruple this season. You can see it in the players' faces when they play. They're always hungry to win. They never look like they want to lose any match. And uh, it's not being spoken about enough. I mean, the mentality of Liverpool uh, as a team. uh, And yeah, I think the job that Klopp has done, it's primarily because of Klopp that we feel this way. Right. Missing out on the quadruple is actually a, you know, like it's a bad thing. But the job that he's done, we've won two Cups already. Right. Our UCL, we have a UCL final in a few hours. We became agonizingly close to the Premier League title, just a point. And that too was on the last day we were almost going to win it. And uh, if not for City, I mean, and their stupid shenanigans, <laughs> um, we would have won that as well. So, I mean, the job that Klopp has done is just uh, incredible.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. And also, the fact that we've almost I think we've come closer than any other English side in history to winning exactly, a quadruple. Yeah. yeah. And I guess it's just a testament to what Klopp has achieved over the last, like, you know, six years that he's been at yeah. this club. He's revolutionized the club With
1: the budget as well, with the uh, constrained budget that the Liverpool board do give him. They don't give him such a humongous budget as Pep or any other managers get. But he still managed... To somehow get this team to such a level, which is just uh, astonishing to see.
0: Right. No, definitely. I mean, uh, I wouldn't say we have a very small budget. We have a very uh, healthy budget. But again, with Liverpool, the mentality has always been: uh, if you sell players, only then you will be able to buy players. Right. Right. It's right. never been like funding out of their own po- out of their own pocket or whatever. Yeah. 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 The reason we have players like Van Dyke and Allison, the reason we're able to afford that fee, is because we sold Coutinho for such a lump sum. Exactly. But yeah, uh, I feel like this season, I was heartbroken on the last day, obviously. But uh, I'm still happy with the way things have gone so far.
1: Yeah, I'm really happy with the way the team has performed the entire season. You know, when you look at it from a 3rd person's perspective, just looking at the table, you see the one point. But when you go deep into the table and you see that Liverpool have just lost two games in 38 matches... That really says something. That that shows how much City and Liverpool have pushed each other to be, you know, the best teams in the world right now. That not yeah. even losing, just losing two matches in an entire season, and it still doesn't get you a title. That says something about. I
0: swear to God, stuff. finishing on ninety-two points and not winning a title is.
1: Exactly, it just it doesn't make sense. But that's just how it is right now.
0: Yeah, that's just how it is. But also, uh, the fact that we narrowly missed out on the quadruple on the last day of the PL. I mean, up until, like, what, the 60th minute in the Aston Villa City game, we were pretty much sure that if we did our job here, Aston Villa could hold them off.
1: Exactly. Gerard had to slip again.
0: (laughs) No, but uh, how disappointing was that to see City pull together a comeback?
1: I I felt horrible because I was watching the masses live and uh, with the gold rush as well, which was happening. It was really sad to see. The thing was, when Coutinho scored, I was so ecstatic because... uh, I mean, Koutinho scoring against City was the dream that everyone wanted. All Liverpool fans yeah. wanted that to happen. And then Gerard even subbed the him dream. off. Yeah, exactly. And then he got subbed off. And then once Kundogan came on, yeah, it was just... Uh, it was a different game altogether. Yeah, exactly. And in just five minutes, they smashed three goals. But to be honest,
0: just... uh, all I'm going to say is City are monsters. The pressure they put yeah. on you throughout the 90 minutes is just immense. So even yeah, if exactly. they're 2-0 down and you know, you're trying to hold them back, you know for sure that this team is not just going to lie back and take it. Exactly, yeah. The PL is out of our hands. It's a very sad thing, but I guess uh, not the f- main focus for today. We have a very big, big, massive UCL final yeah. to look forward to in Paris yeah. against perhaps the best team to ever play that competition, Real Madrid. Yeah. And w- what do you think Liverpool's chances are like? Because... Uh, all the media speculation aside, on paper, Liverpool seems to have the upper hand right now. Right. Yeah.
1: But I think if you just look at squad depth and squad strength, I feel like uh, I would fancy Liverpool's chances in this game. If this was 2018,
0: uh, no. Uh, no, actually I, actually I would have fancied them time. in 2018 as well because I personally feel like what happened in 2018 was like a freak accident.
1: It it's was. not every it was. day that it, it happens. Right, right. But at the same time, I feel like right now in this particular situation that right. we are in, we have some world-class players in the team. Right. And uh, we do have our injury concerns, especially to two top midfielders, Fabinho and Thiago. Not sure if they will play the finals. Right. But irrespective, even if they don't play, we still have amazing backup midfielders. But our forwards, we have Luis Diaz, who's turned up immensely for us this season. Just what a signing he's been for us. I swear to God. I really fancy our chances this time in the final, but uh, yeah, what do you think?
0: Uh, I personally feel like, uh, I, I'm confident that Liverpool can win it. But again, I was talking to Yasser the other day and uh, this is one of the statements, I. this is one of my personal opinions and I'm always worried that this will happen. Liverpool is a wonderful team with a brilliant coach, world-class players, but for some reason it feels like with Liverpool, complacency is always just around the corner. Right. I think we've seen it in the last couple of games I think the last 3-4 uh, games that we've played, we've almost always conceded first yeah. and these are like in the beginning, opening minutes of the game and if you and do that true. in a final against a team like Real Madrid you are essentially asking to lose the final
1: Exactly.
0: I mean I'm sure Klopp has already addressed the issue that we're conceding so quickly and the first goal every game and this is just started towards the end of the season, which is scary because when you see the players that Real Madrid have in attack, like Benzema and Vinicius, who can hurt you yeah. if you give them the opportunity. I mean, Benzema, the form he is in right now, you give him half an opportunity and he'll damage you.
1: Exactly. I was he'll actually say the same for Vinicius as well. He ran circles around uh, Fernandinho, was it?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, ACL. we had this discussion on the group as well. Uh, I was talking about uh, the fact, you know, the skill that Vinicius used to drop Fernandinho for the goal he scored against City. I mean, uh, obviously, in that situation, Fernandinho can be blamed because he didn't close him down quickly enough. But in the grand scheme of things, technically speaking, playing a CDM at right-back, especially against a player who thrives on pace. But anyways, moving on to our next talking point and Today we're going to try a new segment called Media Watch and uh, us as Liverpool fans are going to react to some of the statements made by, let's say, football professionals, managers, pundits all across the globe and uh, just offer our opinions on the same. Uh, First and foremost, obviously, uh, Eric Ten Hag has been appointed as Manchester United's new manager. And uh, here's a quote from one of his recent uh, press conferences. I would like to read it out to you. Uh, Start quote. I admire them both, Man City and Liverpool. Fantastic football, but eras come to an end. End quote. What is your opinion on this statement from Eric Ten Hag?
1: He is a really good manager. But honestly, I think he has not uh, been in the Premier League as a manager. He does not have any experience with any team in the Premier League. He's not played. Has he played any Premier League team? Mm
0: -hmm. He might have in the UCL.
1: He might have in the UCL, right? But he's not really had the Premier League atmosphere and what it does to Premier League, to the teams as well. So, I don't think... He's speaking... I think he's just trying to, uh, you know, show that he has a lot of confidence in his team. And But at the end of the day, you can't really say such... You can't say such statements without actually playing these teams. And uh, to say this to Liverpool and City, two of the best teams in the world, is just
0: Moving on. Uh, there was another statement made by Micah Rajits after City's victory. open quotes. Why does it feel like Man City doesn't get the credit they deserve? It feels like Liverpool get all the love. City I keep hearing and reading are boring to watch and have bought their titles. Apparently anyone could do what my old team have done and it's bad for football. It's extremely annoying. What exactly are they basing that view on? Has greatness become boring now or is it just when Man City are involved? To suggest think... Liverpool have built their team on a shoestring budget is ridiculous. For starters, Klopp has broken the world records for the most expensive goalkeeper and defender. That's some spending power and of course it has made a difference. End quote. So to utter the first part of what he said, saying that uh, why do Liverpool get the
1: praise and City get the hate? It's actually quite the opposite. You know that Liverpool, as Liverpool fans, I think both of us know the amount of hate that everyone gives Liverpool for everything. If we don't win anything, we're always ridiculed. If we lose to certain teams, we're always ridiculed. I don't think that statement really makes sense. I do uh, get that City, they are made fun of, memes are made about City, but memes are made about Liverpool as well. uh, And addressing more uh, of that statement where he says that, have City bought their titles. Actually, I want to ask you what you feel about the statement of City buying their title.
0: Okay, honest opinion. Honest, honest opinion, yes.
1: Right? Yeah.
0: Quite literally. But I do not go as far as to blame them. Yeah. I mean, I hate them because they're rivals, And I hate them because I'm jealous of the spending power they have. Yeah. But I feel like if the shoe was on the other foot and it was Liverpool that was taken over by a Sheikh from Saudi, I don't think I would be complaining about it.
1: No one would, right? Yeah. But at, at the same time... Buying their titles, I would agree as well. I'm 100% with... I mean, I am for the people who say that City bought their titles because you ca- if give City the budget that any other team has and they're not going to be winning titles, the fact that their bench is strong enough to beat... Their bench is like a second team in the Premier League itself.
0: Right. Their, their bench is good enough to finish in the top four of the Premier League.
1: Exactly, right. And to have a team like that and not win the UCL is a joke first thing. Yeah. And uh, so they have... It shows that they have bought, they've not directly bought the league, but they have bought their way to winning the league.
0: Right. I mean, I'm not saying it's easy. Okay. You could spend all the money you have. I mean, take Manchester United, for example. You can spend all the money you have. I think they have the higher net spend between, right, amongst right, all right. the Premier League clubs. But look at where they stand yeah. right now. Exactly. You need to obviously invest it in the right places as well. And kudos to City for being able to do that. But again, yeah. the problem I take with this statement from Micah Richards... The part, rather, that I take a problem with is when he says they broke the world records. I mean, we did break the world records, but then two clubs from the Premier League itself broke those records within the same transfer window. Exactly. Manchester United breaking the centre-back transfer record by paying £80 for Maguire, and then Chelsea breaking the uh, goalkeeping transfer fee record. Yeah. uh, With Kepa. But my point being, when he said that that's some insane spending power, yes, definitely. £75 is no joke. But it's not like we... The only reason we were able to afford that to pay that 75 million
1: is because because we sold Coutinho. We sold Coutinho for a lot
0: of money. Exactly. If you see the number of players City have sold over the last couple of seasons, none of them would have cost... like They're all gone for peanuts. Nobody has gone for a figure of 50 million. Like, not a single player has gone for the figure of above 50 million. But if you see the defenders they've invested in, every season in, season out, every fullback, every centre-back, 50 million, 50 million, 50 million, 50 million, Walker, Stones, I mean, I can keep going on and on, Laporte, Diaz. And they haven't exactly, you know, sold players to be able to afford that. They've just exactly, bought they've
1: it. They've just bought Yeah, so that's what spending power is. So spending that's power what spending is, power is. Spending, that's, yeah, exactly. I think the definition of spending power of Mika Richard is absolutely wrong. Here, sure, it's it, at Liverpool. It's like a buy sell policy. You sell, you buy. But at City, it's just a buy buy policy.
0: They yeah. Just
1: keep buying players, and they. I'm not saying they don't buy good. They buy really good players. Now they have Holland, so we can just give them the title. But uh,
0: no, I feel like yeah, again, that's like, one of that was going to be one of my talking points. But I think we'll do an episode on that later, some other day maybe Haaland. before our uh, next season preview yeah, or predictions. Sure. But yeah, anyways, the final quote on media watch today is going to be from uh, Danny Kavahal. Who's, oh God, uh go on ahead
1: and
0: quote yeah. uh, Open quotes, hopefully it won't be a major burden for Salah to lose a second Champions League final against Real Madrid. End quote. I mean, pretty confident, right? Yeah.
1: I think we should uh, talk about this after
0: uh, he's on. After his, the UCL? Uh, definitely. definitely. Let's talk
1: about this after the UCL definitely, and after definitely. Mane, Mane puts him on the floor.
0: <laughs> I hope he does that, but uh, again, Danny Kabbalah, season professional, regardless. Uh, yeah. Before we wrap this video up, I would quickly just like to get your predictions on today's UCL final. I don't want to predict. Just try, man. I mean, just an arrow okay. in the dark.
1: And looking at the head to head between Liverpool and Madrid, I think we've uh, we've lost uh, four times. We've won three times and we've drawn just one. But I think that's going to change this time. I think the UCL is coming back to Anfield uh, and I think we're going to do it by Having a sweet revenge of 3-1 in
0: the final team. 3-1, is it? Yeah. Okay, fair enough, mate. Uh, I'm thinking something along the likes of 2-1 for Liverpool. Right.
1: That's, yeah, I don't know. I, I just have a really feeling true. that...
0: Uh, I just have a feeling... Hoping that we do not concede in the first 10-15 minutes, 10-20 minutes. And we can play our game to our strengths. I feel like we'll get the first goal, but Madrid will equalise. Yeah. Definitely because to keep them uh, out of the out, you know to keep them from scoring for 90 minutes is difficult impossible impossible i mean some would consider it impossible but yeah it is next to impossible right. yeah. so i feel like they will peg us back but then uh, i feel like we have the strength and squad to see it all the way through provided we finish it in 90 minutes i would not want to go yeah. into extra time with real madrid Yep.
1: And if Ancelotti makes that Ancelotti makes that case, uh yeah, then we can just. Uh... No,
0: it's it's not about. I mean, it's obviously been memed a lot, <laughs> but uh, to be honest, I feel like uh, I their midfield is going to win their battles for them because their midfield True, is yeah. much the stronger midfield.
1: Yeah,
0: and especially with our key man out, I feel like Nabi Keita, Sometimes he just looks out of place.
1: Right. Hopefully He's Thiago improved so over.
0: much. He's improved so much this season, Navigator. But sometimes mm-hmm. he just looks out of place. So I feel like in the ninety minutes, if we have to win this Champions League title today, we have to finish it within the ninety minutes. And I feel like the score is going to be two-one in Liverpool's favour.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. Anyways, guys, that's it from us for this episode. Uh, hope you liked it, and please let us know your let us know your predictions on our social media because this episode is going to go up on Spotify because we haven't had time to record a version for YouTube please make sure to follow the socials. See you in the next one.